And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. It's my privilege to be joining you today. If this is your first time listening to the show, you can find parts of this show and other shows on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and type in Lifestyles Unlimited. As always, you could subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show on your favorite podcast app on your smartphone. It's free. You'll pick my show up there, Andy Webbs, Al Gordons, and also Dell Walmsley. And then, as always, you can go to the website, click the radio button, and there's decades of the show there. Professional tip, if you go all the way to the bottom and there's a little white search bar, you can type in any sort of subject uh, that you're looking for, and the shows will pop up there. We're going to have some fun today because it screams everything that we've been saying at Lifestyles Unlimited, and it screams pretty much why Lifestyles Unlimited was founded uh, and why we've become so popular. Essentially, what we do is we buy our life back as real estate investors, one small piece at a time, one chunk at a time, right? One single family property that's paying you $300 a month or $400 a month in cash flow. Well, that's not retiring you, but it sure as heck will pay your utility bill, or I'd hope it'd pay your utility bill. It may, might pay your car note. Uh, two or three or four of those um, might cover uh, several other expenses that you have, your groceries or, or whatever financial obligation you have, and, and slowly we build our wealth that way. Now, we're different than everybody else, and I know we're different because only 7% of people uh, in the United States own a rental property. I'm not talking about a second home, a vacation home. I'm talking about a literally rental property, an investment property, 7%. So when I say, yeah, we're the oddball, there's 100 people in the room, seven of us own rental property. The other 93%, I can tell you, uh, the majority of them are living the conventional wisdom world, uh, the one that's broken. That, and this article is going to drive it home. I'm going to get to it in a sec. Uh, but that plan is broken. What is that plan? That's the one that says, uh, go to school and get good grades. And with those good good grades, you're going to get into college, okay? Because college is what they tell you. That's that's the only way to get ahead, right? It's just ground. It's, it's an entire marketing campaign that's just grounding our kids. Must go to college. Um, and as a side note, most of the millionaires I know uh, are blue collar. They own HVAC businesses, siding businesses, window businesses, roofing businesses. But anyway, uh, skipping ahead, you go to college and then sell your soul to go to college if you got to borrow to get that degree, uh, because then you can get the what? The job. And then once you get the job, starting it uh, in your early 20s, and you're supposed to put 20% of your earnings into this thing called a 401k. And magically, when you're 65, you're going to be a multimillionaire and you're going to be able to do everything you always wanted to do for those other 40 years, uh, but deferred, right? You're going to finally be able to live your life. You're going to finally be able to travel. Um, if somehow you've eked out a good marriage and kids in the meantime, uh, you're going to be able to bless them because now you're going to be just you know, a millionaire living the dream life because you did everything right. Well, I think we all know that's failed. Okay, that has absolutely failed. 
So that's essentially how Lifestyles Unlimited came about. Dale Walmsley recognized that it failed, and he said, look, you don't need to wait until you're 65. You can retire when you want. You can retire within three to five years buying rental property. And as soon as that chunking, uh, as soon as you have enough money to cover your financial obligations, you're what we call retired. You're financially free. So retirement isn't an age. It's a financial condition, right? If you've got enough money coming in that covers all your financial obligations, do you have to go to work the next morning? And the answer is no, you don't. You can if you want to. And it's a it's a great feeling. It's a much different feeling when you know that you don't have to work, but you're working and doing uh, maybe you're doing it. Maybe you do take off. A lot of the real estate investors I know are live. They live free. They travel. They uh, spend a lot of time real estate investing because they want to. Uh, but they go. They travel all over the United States. They have a great time. They have. They and they get the second house, the vacation home. But the plan is broken. It's just not working. the The truth is, is when you look and see how many seventy year olds are still working because they have to not because they want to, in the richest country, in the richest uh, period on earth, the United States, uh, it's really, it's a shame. It's a, it's a sad fact. And I share that news to share with you, what are you going to do about it? Because only you can change your financial destiny. No one's going to change it for you. There's not enough handouts they can give you. It's not going to get any better. You need to find a different way. I found a different way, thankfully, 12 years ago and started buying rental property and eventually found Lifestyles Unlimited and learned how to actually do it right. And it changed my life. But I'll tell you how bad things are is this article. A third of millionaires in the U.S. now say they're part of the middle class. Even regular rich, whatever that means, like doctors and lawyers, I don't, I don't like that term, uh, don't feel well off. Well, I'm going to tell you why they don't feel well off. When you read in the article, uh, it says 60% of investors with 1 million or more of investable assets categorize themselves as upper middle class. And almost a third of this group consider themselves decidedly middle class. Why? Because they are. Okay. That's it. Um, They're investors. Their 401k has a million dollars. They don't have the million dollars. They're investors. And a lot of you may be going, especially if you're listening to yourself the first time, you're like, well, Mike, I own my 401k. Yeah, it's in your name. Um, go pull that million dollars out and show it to me. Well, Mike, I can't. I can't pull it out because I'll pay a, a 10% penalty. And then I'll go, and you'll also pay the tax on it, right? So if you have a million dollars in the 401k, and just like this article is discussing the people that do, they don't really, they're not millionaires, they're not millionaires because if they were, they'd have a million dollars. They don't. They have uh, an account that on paper shows a million dollars and God forbid they want their money. The government's going to go shame on you if you're not 59 and a half. You can't have it without paying a 10% penalty. Where's that money go? Anyway, pay the 10% penalty and pay the taxes. And if you're pulling out, uh, it's going to be well over 40% taxes. And so that you're not a millionaire, your 401k is going to give you about $550,000 at the end. So when they say people don't feel, feel, and I hate that term, I don't like talking about feelings, I like talking about facts. They don't feel like millionaires. 
I'm going to say two things. One, a million darn sure isn't what it used to be. And two, uh, the second thing I'm going to say is you're really not a millionaire, right? You're really not. Your 401k is a millionaire. I also want to say what happened to the American dream? What happened to it? It's, it's gone. Everything is much more expensive, much more expensive. But then I want to ask you this at the same time. We're not going to sulk and we're not going to bury our head in the sand. We have to take step one and admit that it is what it is, right? Admit that a change needs to be made. Admit that you need to do something about it. Now, I and Lifestyles Unlimited, we can get you to a million dollars net worth very easily. It is not hard to do. And and I know, I know many of you are driving right now or you're listening to me and you're like, you're out of your mind, Mike. And I'm like, no, we can we can get you there because of the way we make money and grow our net worth in real estate. We can get you there quicker than you ever imagined. We can sure get you there quicker than, uh, let's say you think gold is the next best thing. I've never met a millionaire that, uh, I've never met anyone that made a million dollars buying gold or precious metal or silver or anything like that. Now, many of you out there may say, well, all we have to do is we need to find the next stock that's gonna just rise you know, from zero to whatever, right? Okay, well, go find the next Amazon. Go find the next Apple. Go find the next Tesla. Good luck with that. I mean, these are, those are needle in the haystack kind of investments. And even people that invested in a lot of those companies back then, as they rose, as their money went to 200%, 300%, 400%, they pulled it out. They pulled it out. So they may have taken 10 grand and made it into 50. And at that time, that was a lot of money. And they go, wow, I'm out. You, you're going to have to still, it's a 30 or 40 or 50 year plan when you look at that that rise. I'm telling you, real estate, It's we didn't wake up and say, real estate is, we want to be real estate investors. What it is, is we woke up and we said, what vehicle is out there that can grow our net worth at a rapid pace what vehicle is out there to where we can use leverage and buy that asset class so we're coming out of pocket very little and if it's addressed uh, if it's distressed we're coming out very uh, less than 20 percent typically of the actual value of the property not the cost the value right we're concerned about the value uh, not what we're paying for it and so we're able to to get this asset and it's going to cash flow um, at a very small price, essentially. And that's how we came about. That's essentially Dell Walmsley recognized real estate was the way and basically created Lifestyles Unlimited. It's how we teach. It's, it's unbelievable what you can do. And a lot of these things, well, not a lot of them. None of these are taught in the conventional world. Absolutely none of them. I was hearing financial strategies in our uh, financial freedom seminar it's a 16-hour seminar that we do that were unheard of to me um, i'll even take uh, just the idea of leverage the idea of using hard money to buy a single family property uh, the idea that uh, a hard money lender will loan on the value of a property not on the person right that's completely different from the conventional wisdom world no one really gets it and and some of you listening to me right now don't aren't hearing what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is if you find a house and it's after repaired value is $150,000, but you're able to buy it for 80 because it's so beat up and destroyed 
they will give you 70% of that purchase price out of pocket. They will give you the money to fix that property. These are not principles that are normally taught. Uh, return on net worth, right? What does your net worth pay you? Many of you out there again are going, what? I've never heard of that. And I'm like, yes. What is your net worth paying you? Because your house isn't paying you and your 401k darn sure isn't paying you. We'll continue it on the other side. My name's Mike Harrison. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. There's an article that came out recently, and basically it says that a huge percentage of millionaires don't feel like millionaires. In fact, they feel like they're part of the middle class because they are. They really don't have access to their seven figures all right so that's the one thing that we teach uh that we teach differently here that's the one thing that the conventional wisdom world has absolutely wrong okay absolutely wrong and even if it is in the 401k your financial advisor or whoever is teaching you you can only pull three or four percent out of it a year because you don't want to outlive your money so you're never really going to bam, put all that in your checking account. And when you see several zeros in your checking account, it's a different feeling, my friend. That's feeling like a millionaire. So the article goes on and I'm, and I'm reading and I catch another line here. And it says, with costs racking up, many Americans are wondering whether a seven-figure income is enough to weather the current economic climate in comfort. So that hits me hard too, because again, it's all taught wrong. We're teaching these kids that income is wealth, income is wealth, income is wealth. You want a job that pays a lot, pays a lot, pays a lot, and then you're going to be rich. No, you're not. And income is nothing more than an income. It can end tomorrow. Corporate America is great until the second that they're not. So income is not wealth. That's bullet number two. You're not a millionaire. If it's in your 401k, your 401k is, and I can argue you're really, it's, it's totally different than you think it is. And pro tip number two, income is not wealth. But here it is right there in the article talking about seven figures. You don't need a seven figure income. What you need is passive income coming in each and every month to cover your financial obligations. Whether you're awake, whether you're asleep, whether you're on vacation, it doesn't matter what you're doing. What, what real wealth is, is having that passive income, income coming in that you're not working for, and it's enough to cover your financial obligations. That's wealth. That's feeling like a millionaire, okay? And I, again, I don't like feeling. That's actually being a millionaire. Now, the article goes on and it says, household credit card debt has su surpassed $1 trillion. More people are turning to their credit cards to manage higher prices, and America's savings rate is dropping. Yes, 
I've, I've said that. We've all said that. Um, credit card debt is at its highest level ever. And savings, uh, we came out of uh, COVID, I believe, as a whole, as a collective, $2.1 trillion in savings at the height of the pandemic, uh, just over $1 billion today. Uh, you may be hearing a lot of numbers. Let me break that down for you. Yesterday, you had $21 in your pocket, and today you have $1 in your pocket. How does that make you feel? So, yes, millionaires, um, they're blowing their credit cards up. Quote-unquote paper millionaires are blowing their credit cards up, and they don't have any savings. Uh, it goes on, and they start getting into the realities of being rich. And, again, I, I disagree with what they call rich and what real rich is, but we'll go into it. Um, Middle-class households have an income between forty-eight five and $145,000, according to Pew Research, right? Not just any research, Pew Research. They call that middle class. Again, this just reinforces everything that's wrong. Um, people are looking at that 145 going, yeah, that's where I want to be, and thinking that's wealth. It's not wealth, my friends. It's not wealth. Um, and historically, having $1 million uh, in net worth was a benchmark, right? You know, your kids, you're like, yeah, one day I'd like to be a millionaire. Um, but you didn't know that that one day would be in an economic climate like we're having right now. Uh, and I will always tell you, things will always get more expensive. Now, we've had rapid increase in expenses just within the last 24 months, 36 months. That's gone up dramatically. Um, and But historically, prices are always going to go up. A million that when they say that a million's not uh, what it used to be, that's absolutely true, friends. That is absolutely true. Uh, I think that number, I think four million's the new one million. Once you get to about four, you're probably feeling like somebody in 1980 that had uh, that had one. None of that matters, though, if you're not going to do anything about it. None of it matters. I, I wake up uh, some mornings, I always have a couple cups of coffee with my wife before we start our day. And it might even be a Saturday when we have nothing to do. Uh, and, but, but I give her the same answer, you know, after that second, second cup of coffee, she says, so what, what do you got planned for the day? And I always look at her and I go, well, it's time to get to work. And so it's, it's a personal, um, it's a laugh we share amongst ourselves because I'm not talking about like J O B work at all. Uh, I'm talking about, growing my return on net worth work. I'm talking about work that really matters, right? I'm talking about how can I get my wealth to pay more? What am I going to do each and every day to grow that, right? And you got to pay attention to it and you got to understand it. Well, what I'm doing is I'm investing in real estate and I'm maximizing those investments because again, I don't want to be a paper millionaire. And I realized a long time ago that the paper millionaire wasn't really even a millionaire. Even if you could get there, it wasn't enough, right? It's back to that 3%, 4% uh, pulling on an annual basis. Um, and it just, didn't, it just didn't make sense. If you're looking to change your life, right? If you're that paper millionaire and you're not feeling it, um, I invite you to become a real estate millionaire. And you will feel it in a very short amount of time. Okay, uh, see if we can knock out a couple of emails here. 
Um, here's one. Hi, Mike. My husband and I are considering upgrading our membership. So we have different membership levels at Lifestyles Unlimited. Uh, you can learn about that at the free workshop. So husband and I considering upgrading membership. I have the most knowledge of the two of us on the Lifestyles program, but my knowledge is limited. I'm attempting to explain the benefits of being a passive investor, but I really don't know how they make money, meaning do they make it at the end when the property sells? Do they get monthly payments from rent and other amenities? Do passive investors pay taxes on their gains from monthly income and when the property sells? I understand there are different scenarios, and one answer doesn't mean it's the same for every deal. Just trying to get a feel for how it works. Thank you for your time. Okay, and I'm going to hold uh, name withheld, but she mentions passive investing. That's a big part of what I do. Um, I, I still uh, am involved in single-family houses, but in 2018, I started investing in apartment communities. So when she says passive investor, that's exactly what we are. We're a passive. We pool our money together. Uh, we have a, a lead investor, um, often called a syndicator or the general partner, and they essentially find a distressed multifamily apartment community, put together a business plan. Uh, they share the plan, and they get 100 people like me to put in $100,000. And we go buy this property and make it a great place to live and improve the value. How do we get paid? That's the important thing. That's what she's asking. We get paid three ways. Number one, cash flow. This is the most important. Those are quarterly dividends. They're based on your percentage of ownership, okay? Let's say you put 50000 into an apartment community, into an investment, and the cash flow is 5%. That would be $2,500 a year, and it's, it's broken into four parts. You know, at the end of the quarter, uh, the lead is analyzing the income from the property. Keep in mind, they're keeping a, a war chest, right? They need to have a certain amount in the bank account to cover taxes and insurance and uh, they probably have some CapEx money where they're repairing a bunch of things. But based on the performance of the property during that quarter, a dividend is then shared with the investors, right? That would be me. Um, so uh, it can fluctuate, but if it's a 5% on average, uh, $2,500 per year, it's not perfectly broken into four parts. Again, it's based on the analysis and the cash flow of the property during those three months. So for instance, Summer being high time, right? Your occupancy rates are typically higher in summer than in winter. You may have a little better cash flow during that time, and it may affect how your quarterly payments are paid. So cash flow is number one, right? But we get paid three ways, right? But wait, there's more. Cash out refinance. What is that? That's where you improve the value of the property. Remember, this is a business, okay? And so we buy this distressed business. Um, it is an apartment community, but it's distressed for several reasons. It's uh, The property is performing poorly. It probably has bad management. It may or may not have a certain percentage of the residents that are not the residents we want, as in not paying rent, not taking care of the property, not respecting their neighbors. Um, so, you know, some of the residents may need to become, be upgraded, right? We want to get the non-payer uh, the dangerous folks out or the people that just don't care about others, we want to move them on. That takes a while, right? Especially if they have a lease. Now, if they're not paying, we have to evict them. But essentially, we go in and, and we've identified 28 different ways to improve the property. And that's what we want to do. So we improve the property, let's say, over two or three years. 
And then we go to the bank and we say, Mr. Banker, we purchased this property for X amount three years ago. Here are our financials, right? Our trailing T12, our profit and loss statement. And here is how we value the property today. What do you think? And they will agree or disagree, but typically we've got our act together. They're going to agree and they're going to go, you know what, Mike? Yeah, that was a $4 million apartment community. And today it's a $6 million apartment community. And at that point, then we say, I would like to refinance based on that new valuation. Uh, because of our improved financials, we can pay the additional mortgage because that's what a refinance is. You're, you're taking out an additional loan. Um, it's, it's, it could be an additional loan or it could be an, an entirely new loan, but it will increase the principal payment. And so you've got to show the bank that you have more than enough to cover that principal payment. But the, the gold is we bought it for four and we had to come out a percentage of the four and now it's worth six. And so we have $2 million more of value and they will give us a portion of that value. Now is a refinance taxable? No. It's a loan. Loans are, are not taxed, okay? They're not considered income. So we can put that money in our pocket and we can go buy more rental property. So the refinance is going to be based on property performance. Um, there may be rate adjustments. Uh, if you're at a 5 a 6 a 7% interest rate, which many folks are today, and lo and behold, we wake up years from now and, and rates are 4 or rates are 3%, right? There was a lot of that going on uh, 10, 15 years ago where rates continued coming down, 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 down. Um, you, you'll often, I, I was told when I was buying uh, my personal property before I really became a real estate investor years ago, my parents actually told me that if interest rates came down 1%, it would be wise to look at a refinance. Now we weren't doing refinance on our personal properties or cash out refinance, excuse me. But if you went, uh, I think the first house I bought was like seven and a quarter. Um, if let's say rates had gone down to five and a half, well, that would have been a smart move if I was going to stay in that property for an extended amount of time to refinance. Well, we do the same with these multifamily communities. We'll refinance based on the new value, but we'll take that money out and we'll reinvest it. So a rate adjustment could cause you to refinance. Uh, you, on the contrary, you may be in a bridge loan and you're wanting to hurry up and get to fixed rate financing. So that would be a reason to refinance, but that would not be a cash out event. Um, and then also there could be some market conditions, some rapid appreciation. We saw that in 2020 and 2021 that would cause you to uh, want to do a refinance. Now I said, there's three ways that we made money. You mentioned one of them, uh, sale. Okay. Let's say we take that same apartment community and we make the value from four to six and we decide we don't want to hold this property anymore. We want to sell. And so the, and again, the passive investors will have a vote in this as a passive investor. You do own a small percentage of it. I mentioned uh, the example earlier where a hundred people got together and, and bought a multifamily property. Very common in what we do as members of Lifestyles Unlimited. Very common. Uh, they'll have a vote in it and the, the, the owners may say, you know what? This has been a great property. We really appreciate uh, the hard work that's been put into this. But right now we would like to take our money and go do something else. And so they will sell the property. 
Now, back to your question. Is the sale taxable, the proceeds from the sale? Yes. That's called capital gains. So there is a tax obligation to that. But you may also have essentially some tax depreciation on your statement, and you may get away not paying taxes. It's, again, something we teach here at Lifestyles. I want you to remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.